right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Hot Taking Ain't Easy. It's me and my buddy Zevo back on the on the ones and twos, back on the microphone, seeing how we're trying to get things going again with uh, football season coming up. Hmm. Yeah. So, so yes, welcome, sir, what's going on, Joey? Thanks for having me. Yep, welcome back. Uh, trying to get things going here. We can get a couple episodes, hopefully a week. Now that football season's here, ideally. We will be going over bets, uh, winners, losers, money line, over unders, fantasy, anything that we're anything for football season. We're just going to be we're going to be diving into it head first. Sir, I'm ready, baby. Let's get her done. So let's start the episode, or let's start the season. Let's call this podcast season pot potty season. Let's start potty season. Woo! Let's let's start potty season, talking about. The top 12 running backs, which are basically running back ones for fantasy football, for your top 12 running backs for the year. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just for this man. year, yeah, I, I, not, not anything in the future, no dynasty, no nothing, just for this year, who are your top 12 running backs for 2021? All right, man. So I'm going to start it off, obviously. Since me and Joey uh, aren't losers, everything is PPR with our rankings. We don't play that half-point uh, BS, and, and, of course, definitely stay away from standard. That's not real fantasy. But besides that, let's get started. Uh, so, obviously, back ones, this is my list. I consisted – I took a lot of time. Um, big running back fan. Obviously, you and I love talking fantasy and, and bets alike. Uh, so, my top 12, we're going to start with number 12, obviously, and I'm going to start with – one of my favorites, and this one will get – I got two on here that will probably raise some eyebrows and obviously we're going to chance to talk about them. I'm looking forward to it. But number 12 is going to be Kareem Hunt uh, with the Browns. Um, still young. He's still got a, a dumb low contract because of all the trouble he got in Kansas City. Uh, obviously, they just paid Chubb a lot of money. Obviously, Chubb's still going to be the number one back. Let's not take away from that. But, you know, the, Kareem's used a lot in the passing game. Um, the Browns are, are stacked this year. <clears throat> I'm hoping that uh, they take the next step. But, you know, Kareem, Kareem's a consistent RB 12 through 17 the, almost every year that he's played, um, if not higher. Obviously, he was much higher in Kansas City with that offense and, and what he was doing there, but he's, he can't be there anymore. So I, I love Kareem just from the PPR aspect of it. He usually falls in the end zone. At least once every two weeks, if not more. And I mean, just the PPR. I mean, I I have him usually stashed away on almost every team, and he gets a lot of uh, a lot of flex one, the flex two, and sometimes RB two options on those bye weeks. So love Kareem Hunt, uh, number eleven, uh, Clyde uh, Clyde the Clyde the slide, freaking Edwards Lair. You know, obviously they're talking camp that they, he'll be splitting carries uh, with Williams. It, we'll see. I, I think they play Friday. Night, there's a lot of t- that um, that uh, share in the backfield with those two. We'll, we'll see how it actually looks with this preseason game. Uh, number ten, Najee Harris, uh, rookie man, and it's it, there's a lot of talk with him in Pittsburgh. I, I I think Najee's very very good. I think the line is suspect as hell, but we'll see, man. That's he's here's the thing: he's getting a lot of checkdowns. He, he's probably going to be higher than ten, but I can't put him higher than ten in my in my head. Uh, number nine. Uh, you're going to get to to a couple of reliables here. You got uh, Zeke Elliott. I, I I don't see him staying at, at, in top five as much anymore. Uh, he's just it's running back. It's a life for running back guys. He's getting old. Um, he's getting older in the eyes of the thing. We'll 
Dak, obviously, we'll still figure out and see what's going on with him and the shoulder and, of course, coming back from that nasty ankle injury. Uh, number eight, I got Eckler. Uh, I'm excited with him and Herbert. As long as he stays healthy, you know, he's had health issues here and there. Obviously, you saw what he could do when he shined um, a little bit last year, but I, I like him this year, especially if he can just stay healthy. I, I, like, I think top eight is – I think that's his floor. I think he definitely go higher. It all depends on his health, obviously. Um, number seven, Derrick Henry. Now, this is PPR, so – and I know Derrick Henry is that workhorse that just gets 20 to 25 carries a game. I get that. I understand that. Still didn't have a quarterback in my eyes. I liked, I think Tannehill is a fine option, but it's if teams haven't figured out already the last two years, they got to stack the box and just just dare them to beat them with with passing game. Um, so I'm put Henry at seven. Got Jonathan Taylor at number six. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot more work this this year. Uh, you know, Wentz, obviously, it sounds like he's on track to play week one, but we'll, I believe it when I see it. We'll see. Um, we'll talk more about the Colts here later on in the episode. Uh, number five, uh, back to Kareem Hunt's counterpart, we got Nick Chubb. I'm going to put him in starting off my my top five, obviously. Um, dude's a stud. I, I, he's very good, obviously. I, I, we'll see if this could really hurt my number 12 pick if they start including him in the passing game a little bit more. But he's the red zone guy. He's he. <laughs> He can bust off an 80-yarder in a snap. It's it's like it doesn't even matter to him. Um, number four, we're gonna get to. Uh, well, th- this this was this one was hard to write down, but I'm I'm going to anyway. And it's Alvin Kamara. I'm I obviously I'm sure we'll talk about the Saints a lot this year too. I've heard I love hearing Joey's group chat every day about the Saints quarterback situation. So that's obviously I think gonna play a big part. But Kamara. He tends to get his. He's still he's still on the younger side, obviously. Uh, he can get his on the ground. I think that Sean Payton's going to have to rely on him a little bit more than he typically has because, obviously, you're saying goodbye. Drew Brees isn't there anymore. Uh, number three, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think that uh, I'm expecting him to have a very big year this year. Uh, again, I think he's, you know, it's the Vikings got the show with Cousins right now, but it, I, I like Dalvin Cook. He gets his. He, he's going to get in the end zone a lot. Pretty safe bet, I think, up to him, number three. Uh, here's where it starts to get a little bit tricky for me, and this, like I said, this would be the eyebrow raiser, but it's it's what we do. Uh, number two, I'm going to do CMC. Coming back from the the injury robust year, he was – I mean, I think he's only healthy for like three games last year. If that, it might only have been two. Um, and he did what CMC does, but, you know, it's it, – this is what his – is this his fourth year in the league now? So, I mean, it's – Say, guys, life of the running back, it's it's weird. He's got Sam Darnold at the helm. You know, Ron Rivera isn't there anymore. Ron Rivera was a big part of him getting fed. That was the offense. And obviously, you know, Matt Rules, he has any type of common sense, he's going to run through him too. But I want to see how his legs look, man. He was out for a lot last year. So I know he came in looking jacked, which is good. I'm pulling for him, big CMC fan, but I, I, I'm i putting him at number two. And number one, uh, speaking of Ron Rivera, I'm going to go to my man, Antonio Gibson, uh, for the Washington football team. Uh, big Antonio Gibson guy this year. I I, I love Antonio Gibson. Uh, I think that he is an all-around stud. Uh, I think that – I can't remember the last time I was looking at the stats today and I didn't write it down. I should have. But see him – there hasn't been a RB1 to repeat as RB1. I think it's it's been like nine or ten years since somebody's going back-to-back. There's always somebody new. And uh, Gibson – he was breaking out last year until he got hurt towards the end of the year. And he's, you know, struggled with his feet. Uh, you know, he's real young. A lot, <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of talk in camp is that Ron Rivera wants to do the same thing he did down in Carolina with CMC. And that bodes very, very well for Antonio Gibson. Um, 
you got Fitzpatrick, who it sounds like he'll probably be starting a quarterback, a couple other young guys, you know, that they got an awesome wide receiver core. I'm a big Terry McLaurin fan. Obviously, I'm sure we'll do this for wide receivers leading up to the season. We'll touch on him some more. But Antonio Gibson, man, I, I think he's an absolute stud. He's a big guy. He's got great soft hands. He's He has incredible vision, uh, breakaway speed when you wouldn't expect it for such a big guy. And he's just – he's shifty, man. He's just a great back. And the, what, the, what they're talking about in camp is they want him to do it all. And if they're going to let him do it all – and by God, they can ride that horse all the way to the freaking promised land because the, the NFC uh, East is going to be wide open this year. And I have Antonio Gibson as my RB1. So quick rundown, real fast, 12, Kareem uh, Hunt, 11, Clyde edwards Lair, number 10, Najee Harris, number 9, Ezekiel Elliott, 8, Austin Eckler, 7, Derrick Henry, 6, Jonathan Taylor, 5, Nick Chubb, 4, Alvin Kamara, 3, Dalvin Cook, 2, Christian McCaffrey, and number 1, Antonio Gibson for PPR running backs. Book it, write it down, because I said so. So a couple of things stand out there. Obviously, I guess the first thing I would mention is the Gibson. Yep. I didn't expect anybody to be higher on Antonio Gibson than I was, um, but you are. So mm-hmm. my question for that is, if you end <laughs> up with the first pick in this draft coming up, you're taking Antonio Gibson first. Are you willing to put your money where your mouth is if you have that first overall pick? God, I tell you, Joey, if I knew where I was drafting in a couple drafts this weekend, I could answer that and, and really give you something. But I don't know where I'm drafting this weekend. You know, hypothetically, hypothetically, you have the first overall pick. If I have the first overall pick, I would – I, yeah, I'd, probably, I'd have to go Antonio Gibson. I'm very high on it. It's Antonio Gibson or – it's going to be Gibson – CMC or Cook, but I think I have to go Gibson. Yeah, I I would I obviously have it in front of me. I always have a lot of info, a lot of stats in front of me. I'd have the schedule in front of me. I look at a lot of stuff, but yeah, I think I, I think that this will be the first year where there is not a clear cut number one, just to say that on you know, obviously on top of this because RBs are such a premium if you're drafting correctly in most fantasy leagues as we we tend to do. Um and it's I, it, I don't think it's going to be a clear-cut number one, but I, I would 100% be confident taking Antonio Gibson number one, yeah. And I, it's we'll, we'll see. If I get number one pick this week, we can come on next week and next Friday, and you can we can we can talk about it till the cows come home. But, yes, one, one through three, I'm – how about this? One through three, I feel like I have the number one pick. How's that? That's the best way I can put it, was between Coach CMC. Because I don't, I don't think any of the one of them are going to run away. I think it's going to be very close. But I, I think Gibson ends the year as RB1, 100%, and I would take him. Yes, absolutely. I, I love it. I'm, like I said, I'm a huge Gibson guy. I did my rankings, and I was like, man, there's this is weird because I have him above a lot of people where I don't. I think I'm the only one, but apparently not. All right, so we can get started with mine. Um Oh, no, I got another couple questions for you. Some noticeable things about your list. Yeah. Obviously, there is a missing piece that is, um, yeah, that has been a top guy since he came in. Uh, what's up with Saquon? Yeah, you know, man, I, uh, I, I, I wrote this list. And I, I literally looked at it myself, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, uh, man, I don't have Saquon Barkley. And obviously when I wrote the list down, I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I, maybe I should move somebody. And trust me, I thought, I thought about, thought about pushing everybody back a little bit and moving cream out. I, 
Here's the thing with Saquon, man. He's he's in that same, I believe he's the same draft class as CMC and Cook, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe even Kamara. It's, it's been a couple of years now. So I, I don't like the Giants offense, first of all. I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy. And I don't I, I know that they bulked up their line a bit this year. I, I couldn't tell you names. I, you know, like I said, I know that they added a couple pieces. Um <laughs> so, I just, for whatever reason, I've never been a big Saquon Barkley fan. Um, I've had, I've drafted him a couple of drafts because of position and stuff like that. And it burned me last year was a big one. It burned me twice actually, because it was, he fell to me at a round where, or in a spot where you, if he's sitting there, you have to take him because you can't, you can't not take him. Right. And that's, but I'm not a big Saquon. I'm not a big Saquon fan in general. And with him coming off the injury, uh, obviously that there was talk you know, early on that he would probably miss the first three to maybe four weeks. And now it's same thing with kind of, as uh, we're talking about Wentz, he's kind of tracking to play week one, but maybe safely week two, you know, it's just, it's tough, man. He's a, he's a big muscle guy. He's, you know, he's obviously, he's got those freaking legs, like, like pythons. He's, you know, that's guys like that tend to, it's easy for them to pull something, tweak something. He pulls them out a half, pulls out, pulls them out for a couple games at a time, or obviously, you know, you can't plan for the seat, the injuries that he had last year, but I'm not, I have never been a big Saquon fan, and he's he just he doesn't pass the sniff test to me. Obviously, great talent. He gets the ball in his hands. He can make some stuff happen. But I'm I'm just not a big Barkley fan. That's that's just kind of the bottom line. And I don't I, I really don't know much else to say about it. I know it's a weird one. Trust me. I, I I I'm not arguing his talent. I think he's a real talent. But he's ever since his Penn State days, man. He you know he he shows up in the big games, but. He's kind of make it to the big games. Obviously, he didn't get really touched that much at Penn State. And, you know, he's he left early and he he did what he was supposed to do. And he he got drafted high. He's making the money. He's waiting to get that real big deal. Because here's the thing. I think he's one of the last ones in that class that hasn't gotten his big deal yet, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think everybody else has gotten all those running backs have gotten that contract. Money, I, I'm except, unsure of the contract situation. I, I, I know Kamara's got his, and I think CMC has his. Mm-hmm. And I think Dalvin Cook has his. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Cook might not be part of the class, but I know CMC and Kamara are, and they they got their bag. Saquon hasn't secured his yet, and it's there's reason being is he hasn't been on the field, and it's it's you got to be if you want to get that money. So that's that's my take on it. I, I hear you. Uh, it, it's I think I'm down on Saquon a little bit more so because of the offensive line. I think it's among the worst in football, but uh, I still I think talent wise. I think Saquon's probably the number one back in the league. If we're going strictly skill set and talent and everything, I think Saquon's number one. Okay, I can. I will. I would. I don't think I could ever argue that with you. Argue that with you, Joe. I, I would have to agree. When he's when he's a hundred percent, I don't know if there's many guys I want to match him up against. You're 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 right on. Absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into my list. Um, I got. Uh, so I guess we're starting 12 on 12 to go down, so I can do that. Uh, yes, so sir. A little bit extra focus and attention from you. Though. Sorry about that, man. I wasn't... Sorry. Save the best for last, right? <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. All right. So I'm going to start off with number 12, um, a guy that I'm not seeing on anybody's top 12. And it is, uh, I guess you may want to call it a homer pick, but I'm taking my boy Josh Jacobs. I think he's the number one running back every year. I think he's been one for the first two years. People are freaking out over them bringing in Kenyon Drake as if it is a game changer. He's going to be nothing more than what Devontae Booker was last year. 
He's a change of pace back. He's a third down back every so often. Jacobs is the guy. He's going to get all the carries. He's he's the guy you want. After that, I have another one that uh, people are going to not in, agree with. It's uh, Derrick Henry at 11. This is PPR. The guy is a zero in the receiving department. And I believe he's had like 800 plus carries in the last two years. That's ridiculous. The dude's going to fall off eventually. And I think this is the year where it starts to happen. And you also add in the fact that they got Julio Jones. They're not going to be running more with Julio. They're going to be throwing more. No matter what you want to say, you're not bringing in Julio Jones to run the ball more. So the game script is going to dictate that they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more, which means a lot less running for Henry, a lot less carries. He may get more touchdowns, but I don't see him getting 2,000 yards again, and that's the only reason why he put up any kind of fantasy relevance, which is impressive, but I just don't see that happening again. After that, uh, running back 10, I'm going with Austin Eckler. Um, a, such an underrated player every year. You, you see his name and it's like, I don't want to draft him, but he's going to put up 15, 20 points a week. And you're going to be like, man, I love Austin Eckler. This guy's just such a stud. They added a piece from the, the, the chargers added a piece a coaching staff from the saints. So Herbert is going to be throwing down. You just look at Alvin Kamara, what he's done the past couple of years. It's, going to be the same situation with Eckler there's really not much competition there besides what they got Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson neither one of those guys are anything special I think Kelly's the other guy to own in my opinion but he's either way it's still going to be Eckler's show receiving running it's it's all Austin Eckler uh running back nine I'm going with uh Ezekiel Elliott and this is a a scared pick because I'm not sure what's going to happen with Dak Prescott I think if Dak is fully healthy and playing all year, we have his, his shoulder issue, his ankle. Uh, I like Zeke to be a top five back. But if it's going to be the same situation as last year, I think he'll finish in the same around the same spot as last year, which is right around running back nine, ten, and just in that general area. Again, love the talent. A guy that's getting a little bit older but they have so many weapons around them that you can't really focus on any one player on that team. That offense, if, if, if Dak's there, that offense is going to click and it's going to score a lot of points. Yep. No doubt. After that, I had, what's this running back eight? I have a guy that you left off your list entirely who from conversations before, I feel like you don't really care for this person. And that's a uh, good old Aaron Jones. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the past <laughs> couple of years, some people were saying that Jamal Williams was the better back, and it just that was just never the case. But I think uh, it's just another name that people just, <laughs> another name that people just look over. They see him on the list, and it's like, oh, Aaron Jones. Yeah, he had a couple good years, but he's an undrafted player or a late round drafted player, and he's not somebody that I want to invest a high pick in. It's gonna he's gonna fall off eventually probably going to be this year running back life sh uh, shelf life yada 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 but they brought back Aaron Rodgers I'm not the biggest fan of AJ Dillon I don't think he's that much of a threat I don't think but the other guy they brought in this year what Kylan Hill I think he's going to be a good threat for the receiving game 
but everybody realizes when Aaron Jones is on the field, he's the superb talent at, at that position for that team. So he's going to be just the same thing he's been doing the past few years. He's going to be the guy. It's going to be another great offense. Rodgers, Adams, Tanyan, Jones, they're going to score points. Jones is going to score points. Uh, running back seven, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Uh, not a fan of the Saints situation for really any player this year. If Taysom Hill is the quarterback, I think that offense is going to be in big-time trouble. Um, Except Michael Thomas. You're a big Michael Thomas guy this year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Thomas is my favorite player. <laughs> my, my, my favorite crybaby in all the league. Uh, hmm. That guy's that guy, Michael Thomas is the worst. I just – I don't know. I just, I think the Saints are, I think we're in for a rude awakening for the Saints. I don't think they're nearly as good as, as what they have been in the past couple of years. I think Drew Brees has been the glue holding that team together. I think no Drew Brees. I think Sean Payton's going to be exposed a little bit as not that much of a genius. And uh, I just think Kamar is going to be a little bit on the downside. After that, I got Saquon Barkley. Couldn't leave him off my list altogether. I just I, I, I couldn't do it. The talent is too insane. Even if he rushes for like 800 yards in the year, he'll probably have 800 receiving yards with 70 catches. PPR, that's a running back one. He's going to be, if he's healthy, which I saw that they're easing him back in now, mm-hmm. if he's healthy week one and he's the guy week one. No offensive line or not. Daniel Jones is going to throw in the ball because Daniel Jones can't throw to anybody else. And Kamara, I mean, Saquon's going to get the catches. He's going to get everything he can. He's he's going to be like a – what? He's going to be like an 800-800 guy. 800 rushing, 800 receiving. He's going to – not going to rush for much, but PPR, baby, that's where he's going to get it. After this, this is where I had our boy, Antonio Gibson, right there mm-hmm. at running back five. And I was like, man, this is high. I don't know if I can pull the trigger. <laughs> but now I don't feel any – I don't feel worse having him up there now that you have him uh, running back one. So basically everything you said about him I agree with. I think he is a, a – I, I said it when they drafted him last year with Ron Rivera. Oh, this guy is just like Christian McCaffrey. Receiving oh, yeah. skills. He was a receiver in college, transitioning to a running back. He has the pass-catching ability. You, he showed last year he has the vision to do uh, unbelievable things behind the line of scrimmage and running the ball. He has the size to be a goal line back. He's like 6'2", 220. He's a giant running back. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and he has the speed to break away. He can do anything you want him to do. He's a, a legit three-down back, which there's not many of those nowadays. He's, he's somebody I was going to – fucking pound the table for love yep. Gibson but you uh, you outshine me with that <laughs> oh man. Uh, my running back four another guy you had off your list altogether another guy that people probably can't trust because of his injury history but I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon he has once people forget he led the league in rushing one year and one thing I always say about myself, I don't forget. People don't forget. I don't forget. So Joe Mixon, he can once again, now the Geo's out of town. There goes all that receiving work that Geo got. Somebody's got to get it. 
Mixon's not going to come off the field. He's going to play 70% of the snaps. He's going to get all those touches, 20-plus a game. He stays healthy. He's going to be the guy to own. <clears throat> I'm thinking he's – if I, it, it sucks putting the rankings down because, like, I just questioned you, if I have that pick, am I really going to take Mixon over Kamara or Saquon or Derrick Henry if I get that pick? But it, it's – sometimes you just got to – you got to sack up and just, and just grab him and make the pick. You just – I think yeah. Mixon – the offense is going to get better. I'm not a fan of Burrow. I'm not a fan of Chase. But I wasn't a fan of Higgins, and he proved me wrong. Higgins looks like a stud. I'm trying to buy him everywhere I can. People aren't even selling him, so it's hard there. But it's – you add Chase with that, so people are going to focus on him. It opens back up. You have those three wide receivers, Chase, Boyd, and Higgins. It opens up more for Chase – I mean, for Mixon. It, it – the Bengals offense, I think, will be successful for Joe Mixon. Okay. Running That's back fair. three, I have Nick Chubb. And that is because I, I don't like him. This is basically my Derrick Henry this year. I think he leads the league in rushing, which is why he's at, at number three on my list. I think he's the guy that is going to be number one running back in yards this year. Obviously, he's not that much of a pass-catching threat. So everything I say against Derrick Henry, it, you can also say against Nick Chubb. But he's the guy that I believe is going to lead the league, and that right there puts you top three running back in fantasy. Browns are going to be a good team. They're going to have a, a, a lead on a lot of teams this year. They're going to want to run the clock. They're going to want to wear teams down. Third, fourth quarter, you're going to get the Nick Chubb treatment. And he's just going to be pounding away, and they're just—he's just going to rack up all the yards. Yep. Two and one, kind of—I guess you could say—kind of a chalk pick. I'm going Dalvin Cook at two, and then McCaffrey at one. I think both these guys stay healthy. Both these—they're these, locked in at those two positions. I think the Vikings are a pretty underrated team. Cook gets everything three down back, and McCaffrey healthy again. He's going to put up 30 fucking points a game in PPR. And that's, that's just unreal. You can't, you can't beat that. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. You can't, it's, it's like, it's like having Mahomes a quarterback. It, you know, it's, it's weird to have a quarterback so high, but he's, I think he, I think his lifetime fantasy average is like 28.9 points a game or something like that. And it's just, I, <laughs> You don't want to draft quarterbacks high typically in fantasy, but how can you turn down 30 points a game even at any position? Doesn't matter what position's at. I mean, you just can. CMC when healthy is absolutely that guy. And I can't, I can't, I I, I mean, I got a couple questions for you now. I, I mean, I love the list. Get, go ahead, run it down to your 12 through one here. If you, or I got it written down if you want to read you want me to read it all yeah, no, I got it, I got it. So 12, yeah. 12 through one. I got my boy Josh Jacobs. 12. <clears throat> Oh, sorry, a little tickle in my throat. I don't know what's going on. Need some water up in here. You're all choked up. Over this. <laughs> all right, so 12, I got Josh Jacobs. 11, I got Derrick Henry. 10, Austin Eckler. 9, Zeke Elliott. 8, Aaron Jones. Uh, 7, Alvin Kamara. 6, Saquon Barkley. 5, Antonio Gibson. 4, Joe Mixon. 3, Nick Chubb. 2, Dalvin Cook. 1, Christian McCaffrey. Take it to the bank. Uh, 
right. Well, so so Josh Jacobs, I almost added Josh Jacobs to my list too over Kareem Hunt. I'm 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 actually on with you on this. Josh Jacobs, I think, is a stud. I'm not sold. I, I I'm not a big Gruden guy at all is my first problem. So I'm I, I know you are diehard everything with the Raiders. So obviously we've we've talked about this. I know you're not a Gruden guy either. I think Jacobs is the real deal. I think it's a I just think it's weird. I, I just don't know what kind of offense I'm watching when I watch them because it's like one, there's like one week Darren Waller could be the guy and have 35 fantasy points. And then there's the next week where he's got like six. And I'm like, I, I just, and I know, I'm just using Darren Waller because you and I are big fans of Darren Waller in general. And I just, so then I go and I'll watch a game and because they're playing the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, why is, why is Jacobs not doing anything against the Chiefs? And it's just, it's not like it's his fault. It's its kind of the Aaron Jones thing where, like you said, they, they took him out last year and let Devin Booker get some run. I'm just like, if you have this talent, just pound him. Why would you take him off the field unless he can't be on the field? And so it, it's strange, but I think he was still a running back one last year. I, I think, I think he was like eight, if I remember correctly. But I think you might be right. I, I can pull it up here, but go ahead, keep talking. That's, that's, he's, I think he was a running back one his rookie year as well. So, or if he wasn't, he was like right on the fringe, like a high running back too. And he has the first round pedigree and the Raiders offense, it, it's, you don't have the elite playmaking on the outside, at least unproven playmaking on the outside. So I think he's, the offense is still going to run through Waller and it's going to run through Josh Jacobs. They're going to target Waller the most and Jacobs going to get 90% or that's exactly 80% of the work on the ground. He's, and it, they've proven that he can get the job done and then they, that they love him. Absolutely. i tell you what, I just pulled up last year's fantasy rankings, okay? So a couple of things are going to stick out, and this is actually perfect because this is a couple of things I want to touch on with you anyway since we've got a little bit of time. So I'll go 12 through 1, okay? Number 12 is exactly who we just mentioned, Kenyon Drake. Ended up being RB1 last year. He got number 12. Um, wow. I, I know, ugly, incredibly ugly. Our boy Antonio Gibson was 14. Um, just so you guys know for going in, obviously he, Joey and I have him incredibly high. He was 14 as a rookie last year, and I know he missed a decent amount of time. Uh, and not a lot, but a that's decent. Also with J.D. McKissick getting 110 targets and Gibson getting like 30 catches or something like that. So if you take away – let's take the – like you mentioned Rivera's comments to make Gibson be the new McCaffrey. You take those comments, the head coach is saying this. Let's say you take away 30 on the low end. Let's take away 30 targets from McKissick. Give those 30 targets to Gibson. Say he catches 20 of them. He's up to 55 receptions. That right yep. there is going to bump him up to running back eight Ooh, alone. Six. Well, at this, what I'm looking at right now, that those points that you're the math you're doing right there bumps him all the way up to running back. You six. had the, the 20 plus catches, they're touchdowns. Yeah, but it's it, it's it, it, he's gonna shock so many people this year, absolutely. Um, go on the list. Number 11 was Zeke, like you said, he was right on that tier RB1, RB2. So we both nailed that. We both have him at number nine. So I like that for him. I think he's kind of right around there this year. Obviously, him getting his boy back if Dak is healthy will be big for him. Uh, number 10, you guys will probably laugh at this, but this is exactly why I have him at number 12. Number 10 was Kareem Hunt, um, and number nine was Nick Chubb. Now, like I said, Nick Chubb is the, the and I, 
Nick Chubb is going to continue to be the star, guys. That's why he got all that money. He is he, and I think he's better than Cream Hunt. As much as I love Cream Hunt, and I'll tell you to the cast from him, I think Cream Hunt is a great talent. I think he would be top 10 to if not top seven if he was any really anywhere else as a single back, but he's not. He's behind Nick Chubb, so he'll never he won't be that barring injury. Uh, so you got 10 and Hunt, you got nine Nick Chubb, number eight, Josh Jacobs. Um, and that's 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 kind of where he falls. Number seven, and this is actually this is the very next question I want to ask you, so I'm glad that it popped up this way because neither of us had this guy on the list. But number seven last year was James Robinson out of Jacksonville. What are your thoughts on James Robinson this year, Joey? Because this is a real tricky one for a lot of people that will be sitting in fantasy. I'm going to be giving away some of my uh, secrets here, but I've been getting James Robinson in like the fifth or sixth round in most of these drafts I've been doing, and I can't tell you how happy I am about that. He is still yeah. going to be the guy in Jacksonville. ETN is going to come in there and be if we're if we're going by what we know with Urban Meyer, he has one player that he uses all over the field as a special player. That's going to be ETN. Yep. That was Percy Harvin. That was uh, fucking whoever else he had at Ohio State. That was those guys. Zeke, Zeke, Dobbin, or not Dobbin? Dobbin's past him. Zeke was Zeke was a big one. Zeke did a lot out of everything, but yeah, you, you a lot put, skinnier then. <laughs> yeah, but you put those guys in situations where they're going to be in jet sweeps, quick swing passes or screen passes. They're going to get ETN touches to get on the ball in space to make big plays. While James Robinson is still going to be the workhorse, still going to be the running back one there, still going to be the guy to own in my opinion, and he's even going behind ETN in these situations. But the problem with that is, or the reason for that is, just it's rookie fever. People mm-hmm. just love to see new players, new talents. That's why rookies always get drafted over some proven veterans that are that have been around forever. And but because you just know what you're going to get with those guys. Whereas with this rookie, could be anything. He could be a wide receiver one. We don't know. But yeah. it's. I think Robinson's the guy to own there, and it's not close. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a running back one again either. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I, I he, his name uh, when I'm a rank, when I do rankings, guys, I, I, I don't even pull up a list. I go off of what I've seen, what I read. Obviously, people rank it all the time, and, and you, you try and watch preseason when you can. The running backs are tough because you'll, they'll be lucky to get four carries in the preseason per, per game, just trying to get, keep the legs loose and get, let them get hit a little bit by other people. So, running backs are tough, but they will win you fantasy championships. And so, that's, when I make these lists, I do it without thinking. It's just – or do it without looking. It's all thought and all what I really feel. Um, so I agree with you 100%. Joey James Robinson was one. It was tough to keep off. But it, it, I, I see him being top 15, probably right on the outskirts of our, our top 12 list. Uh, two more questions with it, and then I know we got our best bets, and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this party up. But uh, two more questions just for your list because they, one piqued my interest. And then this one, looking at this list from last year, this also piqued my interest because – and I'll start off by saying kind of how I feel about it. Uh, number six last year was David Montgomery out of Chicago. And, uh, just for a head, I I agree. I I don't, I'm not a big, here's the thing. First of all, I think the bears are going to fuck everything up. Uh, because (laughs) here's the thing guys, if you haven't noticed Andy Dalton's not very good at, at playing quarterback in the NFL. And if you haven't noticed for whatever reason, they do this whole rookie thing. Here's the thing. I don't know what Justin Fields is going to be. I think he's got incredible athleticism. I think he's smart. And I think that you know, it, it, he's an Ohio State guy. If you haven't noticed, not a lot of those quarterbacks have worked out real well either. Um, so I'm not sure what to expect, but I can tell you one thing. With two guys in Pace and Nagy, whose jobs and careers are on the line right now, because they are. If you're a Chicago fan, you, you should know this. And if you're a football fan, you know this. 
and I think they're going to botch the whole thing. I think they're going to start Dalton, probably go 0-3, and then they'll probably sub Fields in when here's the thing, Fields could probably steal you one of those first three games just from learning, and then Fields is going to be better than Dalton. I can. That's the only thing I probably guarantee you is Dalton's not very good, guys. He's been to four different teams. He's not very good. He, he's only been to the playoffs, I think, one time, which is great. He led Cincinnati, but he's not good, all right? And I think the, I, their, their line is not very good either. Their line is just about as trash as the Giants line, if I'm not mistaken, in Chicago. Montgomery gets a lot of touches, but that offense is whack, guys. Nagy's he's 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 a struggle bus. I Joey pretty much summed it up, or we don't have to probably hear much thought. He sucks. The guy sucks. He's not he's not very good. He's 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 got a little a little explosiveness when he sees a gap, but his situation's tough. And I I'm I'm staying away from Montgomery, but that's just me. the only reason he ended up where he did last year was because Tariq Cohen got injured. Yep, and they let go of Mike Davis the year before. And they didn't have any other running back on the roster. So, or at least anybody that was worth a, a damn at all. So by default, Montgomery had to be in there on passing downs. He had to, unfortunately, well, fortunately for him and his owners last year, but he was the guy to, to catch the ball in, in situations where he will no longer be in this year. So it, it's, I'm avoiding David Montgomery everywhere. I I, I was doing it anyway because I don't believe in the talent. Yep. But the, the situation doesn't dictate it any longer either. Awesome. All right, well, then last question regarding your list because I, I like your list. I think it's a great list. Obviously, big one that I left off in your eyes was Saquon, and we obviously talked out and agreed. Um, by the way, I'll finish out these, the last five. Five was Aaron Jones, your boy. Obviously, that's that's a big hot topic, number five. Uh, and number four is what I will go into this next question with after I finish reading this list is Jonathan Taylor was number four last year. Um, and he is nowhere on your list. Obviously, I think he's number six on mine. Uh, Dalvin Cook was three, Kamara was two, and of course, big Fran Derrick was number one uh, by an outstanding margin. But like I said, we already talked about those guys. I want to hear why Jonathan Taylor wasn't on your top 12 because I'm a big Jonathan Taylor guy and I'd love to hear your, your thoughts. Jonathan Taylor was not on my list because of the – I don't believe in his receiving ability. And I know that was what I said for Chubb and Henry and Taylor proved to catch a little bit more passes than those guys last year, or at least show the ability to catch passes. But that was another situation where Marlon Mack went out. Uh, He was kind of thrust into a situation where he was forced to be that guy. And there was even most times last year where Naheem Hines was the lead back. So, and I get Taylor finished that high and I get he's this freak athletic player or a freak athlete in general. And he's with a good offensive line. He's with a good offensive system, good coaching system. It's everything I'm saying doesn't make sense as to why I left him off my list. But I think with Marlon Mack back, you're, you're not necessarily splitting carries because I think Taylor's going to be the guy, but you're losing out. Uh, let's just say a third of his touches on, on the ground. And then Hines is, isn't going anywhere or in the air. So you're still losing those touches. So let's just cut his touches in, in a third. And he's just not, I don't think he's going to have the, the touches available to him to put up those kind of numbers to finish that high. Okay. That's fair. I mean, that's honestly, like you said, you, you're like, well, I don't know why I mentioned all these arguments because it's kind of making, <laughs> Can me look look silly, but I, that's a lot of the stuff you said is why I do like Jonathan Taylor. Um, and that's I, I'll ask for an anonymous friend, Joey. Um, <clears throat> cough, cough. 
if, if you were in a single keeper league, okay, you got to keep one guy, and then obviously you lose that round draft pick from the previous season. Uh, if you had to pick between J.K. Dobbins in the eighth round or Jonathan Taylor in the fourth round, which one would you pick? Uh, Dobbins in the eighth for me, easy. Uh, that, that kind of value is going to be hard to get when I feel like they could finish the same or Dobbins could even finish higher. Mm. So I, wow. I think Dobbins is a, is a far better receiving back than um, Taylor. And he's going to be the receiving option for Baltimore. Mm. They've made it a point to try and get him included in the passing game. And they're going to try and make a focal point of that for his season. Um, Lamar has never really been successful throwing to running backs and he's just never really done it. So we'll see if that actually happens, but it's hard to pass up uh, the uh, running back in that offense. It's uh, they're going to run the ball a a million times. They're going to have a lot of red zone looks. They're going to Dobbins is going to be able to break one. There's going to be a lot of focus on Lamar. They're going to run read options. They sit on Lamar. It's just going to be – there's a lot more opportunity with that offense and that quarterback and that system versus Jonathan Taylor and possibly Jacob Eason at yep. quarterback or Sam Ellinger at quarterback. Oh, it's, Jacob Eason, that name haunts me for all the video games <laughs> I've played against some guys. Yeah, if those, but, two guys, if those two guys are the quarterback, Eason and Ellinger, <laughs> it's, that's another reason why I don't like Taylor. Because it's yeah. just more of a reason to stack the box and make those guys throw, and I don't think either one, they're they're not that guy. I tell you what, I, you you are the sixth person I've asked. You are the first person to pick Dobbins. Now here's the thing: I'm on your side. I, I, I I'm leaning Dobbins just so just so the viewers know. You know, I'm leaning Dobbins myself because I don't know how you can pass up. Pro- Edwards, I'm not sure of. I don't know what's going to happen. They paid him, so I, it worries me a little bit. But it's tough to pass up probably the one guy in that offense uh, in the eighth round. But I've had four people tell me Taylor. <laughs> I had one one buddy tell me uh, Mahomes in the second round because he saw my whole list. And uh, he said I would just stick with Mahomes. Uh, a funny thing about that, and it, it's something that's popped up now that he's – we've talked about him a couple times, is now that he's looking to probably be healthy is – I've. I don't draft yet, so that's a big part of it. But uh, in that thing last year, I picked Barkley in the first round, which is one of the leagues that screwed me. And so it's it's tough. But Barkley, Taylor, and and Dobbins, it's it's a tough choice. And obviously, it'll probably depend on draft night where I stand and and how I fall, depending. But it, and by that time, I think it's like probably three days before the season starts in our draft, so I'll be able to know a little bit more about Barkley myself too. But yeah, it's think- a conundrum I found myself in. I think if you also look at the value, so you took him in the eighth, and if you keep him next year, it goes up around. So you lose him in like the seventh. Yep. You just absolutely those extra years, you can keep him for his whole his whole window yeah. of being good, which is like a four year window for a running back. You can keep him for his whole career, essentially his his fantasy relevant career. You can keep him for his entirety of that, and really not give up anything more than a fourth round pick, which you're arguing to give up now for one guy right i think yeah, absolutely the value of all that and i think dobbins is is the pick yeah absolutely um so guys i mean if you have any questions about our running back thing uh we'll, we'll try and post them hopefully with uh with the when, when joey puts up the stream um some way somehow we'll do, probably do it on twitter but the, the only one that we have in common is zeke at nine everything else is 
something different. There's a lot of guys that are right, in the, right within one to two picks of each other, but the only one we have in common is Zeke at nine. Uh, I went with a little bit more unconventional. We both kind of did. Um, and that's it, it, at the top, uh, you know, between Jacobs and obviously moving Derek down with, with Joey, he put Barkley up there and obviously put, put Gibson and Mixon high. I'm not going to touch on the Mixon thing. Um, we're just going to let it see. I've never been a Mixon fan a lot. He always seems to get drafted 10 through 14 in, in all the drafts that you and I get to do together. And I just, one year, and Joey touched on it, he never forgets. The one year is the only time I ever saw it work out. Every I, other I, year, it feels I, like it hurts. I think that if you've never had Mixon, you you have no issue drafting him super early. If you <laughs> if you follow my list, if you've never had him, you won't have an issue. I think if you have had him, you will probably not. You're 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 you're, you're, you're cussing me. You're calling me an idiot, idiot, idiot. You're 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 taking my word for shit and I don't know anything. And I, I don't blame you. If I've had, I've never had mixing on my team, but if I have, I probably Thank wouldn't want to meet. I probably wouldn't want him either with the injury history and the not playing and all that shit. I, I, I get it. So I, I hear you. I get it. Yeah. Tell you what, man, well, I'll tell you what, this, this has been fun. So let's, let's transition to the next part. This is, this is probably my favorite part of the show. So go ahead, my man. All right, so we're going to get into a little bit of the gambling segment of the show. We're going to start it with something simple this year. Uh, our first, for, for potty season, we're going to start with our three favorite bets for the NFL season. Now, this could be anything along the lines of a total team's win or a win t- total for a team, they're over under. This can be rookie of the year. This can be MVP, Super Bowl winner division winner, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, anything, any bet you want to make just a a regular week one bet. You want to say, Oh, this is my lock of the year. Uh, is the, who's playing week one, uh, 32 teams. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much in my head right now. I couldn't tell you the the first game is the bucks and the Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys bucks. You could say, Bucks are going to win by 10. That's my lock of the year. They're going to cover the spread, which is probably like seven or something like that. So this can be anything. So just, just as we did for the running backs, I'll let you go ahead and start. So give me one of your, one of your three right now. What's one of your three favorite bets of the year? All right. So I'd say, well, we'll start with, we'll start with the outright favorite, which is a, in my head, a pretty obvious one. Then we'll get a little more off the, off the rail. Um, so the, the, the one that I like, more than anything, and it is the favorite bet. So I, I, in this case, I'd have to put down $190 to win 100. But uh, the Bucks to win their division, uh, I, I don't see much trouble coming out of that division whatsoever. Panthers, uh, second year Matt Rule. I like Matt Rule. I like what they're doing there. I, I, I have a great feeling about what they're doing there, but it's not, it's not there yet. I don't. I'm excited to see Sam Darnold. We talked about him a lot last year on the podcast. I, I, I remember that very well. Um, That's my boy. I, I'm that's your boy, Sam Darnold. So I'd say I'm not going to, I'm not going to cut him at the knees. I'm not going to do it to him. I hope it works out because I'm a big Matt rule guy. And I, I, I hope for Sam Darnold. I like the receiving core. not there. The saints, uh, obviously we touched on it, the quarterback situation. I'm just, boy, I tell you what, man, I don't, I don't want to, I don't even want to try and pretend to mess with it. I really don't. I, I, I just, it, nothing of it sounds very good to me. And then the Falcons, Falcons are going to be really bad. Uh, it's the only thing that you're going to want to watch is Pitts and Pitts and Pitts and Ridley. I, I will touch on him probably. Like I said, next week, hopefully, I'm sure we'll do 
five receivers here would be the next uh, general one, but pretty safe bet guys at minus 190 right now. And in my book, probably right around someone, maybe minus 200, maybe minus 180 in, in yours, but Buccaneers to win that division. Uh, they're bringing literally everybody back guys off of already Super Bowl winning team against a very solid team in the chiefs. And the only thing that the only thing that hurts is Tom Brady got another year older. And guess what, guys? He's been doing it his whole freaking life, and it hasn't slowed him down yet. And if it does this year, maybe Father Time finally caught up to him. But right now, they brought back that entire team. They got good chemistry finally. I I, I think this is a pretty pretty safe bet. I think it's I would I would easily lay down two hundred dollars to win hundred on that bet without thinking twice. Yeah, I I love that bet. I think it's a pretty much a lock as as well. I don't see any of those three other teams being a threat for the Bucs. They were, like you said, they return everybody on their defense. Um, word around the camp is that Antonio Brown is looking back to where he was when he, before he went crazy, um, mm-hmm. which is only scary news to hear. Um, they added Gio Bernard. They didn't really have a receiving back last year. And you know how Brady is done with the receiving back. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if, Geo is a starting running back in fantasy for somebody here come the end of the year. Well, cause he's catching six, seven passes a game, uh, just like the old, a good old James White special. It just wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So I, I love, I love bucks minus we have one ninety. I saw 200. I saw minus 200, but yeah, either way. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Um, I was my first one. My favorite one that I have is um, I was looking for ones that are, 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 Bets where I'm I'm getting points or whatever, so I'm I'm an underdog bet essentially, plus whatever. Uh, I was looking at those ones that I love to, and just so I, the odds are get a little bit more of a payout. So the ones I was looking at is my favorite one of the year is offensive rookie of the year, and that's plus three hundred for the favorite Trevor Lawrence. I think mm. he's head and shoulders the favorite in the class. I don't know if Fields plays, and if he does, I don't know if he'll play enough to garner an award for it. I don't – same situation for Trey Lance. And other than uh, Zach Wilson, I don't think uh, – because let's be real, it's it's a quarterback award. If they gave it to Kyler Murray the year Josh Jacobs and him were rookies, <laughs> I mean, there's no way that Kyler should have won it over Jacobs, and he did. So it's essentially a quarterback award, just like MVP is a quarterback award. So going with that mindset, the only four options you have are Lawrence, Fields, Lance, and Wilson. I guess Mac Jones, if you think, if you believe in Mac Jones, he's going to play. Uh, you could, you could. Well, another time. <laughs> yeah. You, depending on how that situation plays out, you could say Mac Jones. But realistically, the only options are those four, Lawrence, Fields, Lance, Wilson. I think you take Fields out because you don't know if he's going to play until week four, five, six, whenever that may be. Same situation with Lance. You know, they're just going to be used sporadically. This is all dependent on injury. Wilson, he's going to start right away, but I don't think they have. I think I love the weapons the Jets have. I do. I love Corey Davis. I love Elijah Moore. Uh, the running backs, I like Michael Carter. I like Tevin Coleman for what he is, if he's healthy. Um, I like Chris Herndon. I mean, he's having a rough camp out here, but I like the players there. I like the offensive system there. I like Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder, but I just don't think that they'll be competitive. Not that the Jets will be competitive, but I think the Jets, I think the Jets offensive line is going to be much worse and it's going to put Wilson 
worst situations to throw the ball to be successful. Trevor Lawrence is the golden boy, has been the number one draft pick for this class since he took over the freshman, took over the starting job as a freshman at Clemson. I think if you're getting the hands-on favorite, one of the best QB prospects ever, and you're getting him at plus, plus money, I think you have to take it. So right now he's plus 300. If you, if you lay down a couple hundred on that, that seems like you're just making, it's a, it's a good investment. He stays healthy all year. It's, it seems like a lock to me. I don't, I don't see any reason why he doesn't win the the award. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to agree with you. Do you have, do you have the odds up on your book right now or yeah, I'm cur- from early? currently looking at him. Trevor Lawrence is the favorite at plus 300. Mm-hmm. Who is the, who's the, but who's the next guy after quarterbacks? Obviously, I agree with you with the quarterbacks, but I like to hear who it is. All right, so, yeah, in order, it goes Fields at 650, Trey Lance at 700, and then the third guy is Najee Harris at plus 800. And after that Najee is Harris. Kyle Pitts at plus 900. That's what I've been waiting to hear. Kyle Pitts at plus 900. So, if, yeah, I, if you believe in, yeah. in Pitts and you believe he's going to be that guy and you believe he's going to basically take over for Julio – and he could arguably lead the Falcons in targets. And it's not a bad bet either. But I'm going mm-hmm. with the quarterback who's been touched on the by a fucking god himself. And that's that's gonna be my favorite bet of the year to make Trevor Lawrence right now plus three hundred to win offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I I can uh I can definitely understand that. And that's I plus three hundred guys, I like that bet a lot myself. I Joey nailed it on every aspect. Um, I, like I said, Wilson, don't think Wilson will be it. I think Lawrence has been blessed with it. Uh, I think I think Lance could give him a run for his money, but I don't know what to expect in that situation. And it's just because of the offense and the coach. I love Shanahan. I think his, all, I think his offense is phenomenal, the way he has it set up. It's meant for guys that to, to look better than they really are, a.k.a. Matt Ryan. Not that Matt Ryan's bad, but uh, – they had a 25 point lead on the Patriots in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. Just, just so you know, and it wasn't because Matt Ryan was was anything special. That was Shanahan. So we'll see what happens with that situation between Jimmy G and Trey Lance. But yeah, dude, plus 300 guys. I mean, if you you want to lay a couple hundred on it, I I I I just laid 190 on my Bucks bet. I would put 100 on that Trevor Lawrence bet in a heartbeat. But uh, for whatever reason, that's I was trying to check the numbers, but it's not on my book at all. So that's, I'm glad Joey had it up. Um, yeah, yep. yeah, I, love, I love, love that large bet. Um, all right, guys, as I'll go on to my next one, um, and this is uh, this is one we'll, we'll probably touch on throughout the year, but I, I, uh, this is they're minus 145 for the under, but I'm going to take the Bengals over six and a half wins at minus 105. Um, so it, you know, it's I, I, I'm a, I'm a Burrow fan, I don't think he's out of this world or head and shoulders above anybody. I don't want you guys to, to, to get that aspect, but I don't think I don't think he's as rag arm and as bad as my buddy Joey likes to think, make him out to be and think he is. And that's 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 what makes this podcast it's a lot of fun is the back and forth. Is I like Burrow. I, I love T. Higgins. I I think Tyler Boyd is a great A star in this league. He's just in Cincinnati and he's always been behind AJ Green. But that that guy's a stud. And that's that, that I just said that, and that has nothing to do with Jamar Chase, along with Joe Mixon. I don't know what to expect from Jamar Chase. I, I, you know, it's we're going to touch on that for sure. I'm not going to get into it tonight because we're already pushing our limit, but I, I like the Bengals. You know, they 
they're going to have a couple wins. They're, they're in the AFC. They're going to, I think they have a couple chump games where they should get about three wins. And then if they can muster up, you know, four other wins somewhere just from playing well, like I know they got the Jaguars on the schedule. I think that's going to be a win on Thursday night football. Uh, I know they got, obviously they, they got their division twice. I'm not sure what to expect with the Steelers. I'm not sure what to expect with the Ravens. And it's, 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 it's football guys. I mean, it's every, every given Sunday. And I mean, they, they, you could tell a whole different when Burrow was on the field to when he wasn't. And uh, plus six and a half, minus one and five. I like that bet a lot. Um, I have a, I have them at eight wins myself this year. And I, they spent a good bit of money, guys. They tried to do what they can. You know, it's football. Rebuilding a football is a lot harder than if you're trying to do it. Real, not in baseball. If you're an Oriole fan, you know, rebuilding takes 25 years. But in football, it takes a little, couple of years, man. It's not like basketball where you can just kind of reload and, and spend some money and you're you're in it again. It's, it takes a little bit, but I think I think they're on the uprise, and I, I think six and a half is an easy number to clip. Minus one and five. I love the Bengals at over. I, I I'm going to disagree with that bet, but that's just because I don't believe in in Noodle Burrow and and Chase and but hey. It, you, if you believe in those guys, you you think, hey, we have the top quarterback from last year, we have the top receiver from this year, we are returning our our second round receiver from last year, hit and is a stud. We're returning an elite running back. We're we're returning uh, returning a slot guy that's elite. It, I, I get the the mindset behind it. If you believe in those guys, it makes sense for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with another one for my second one. Uh, that I believe is another kind of a chalk bet, but it's another one where you're still you're still plus you're still getting you're still getting points on that essentially, and that is for comeback player of the year. Uh, it's pretty easy choice in my opinion if the guy plays, which right now it's looking a little bit skeptical. But Dak Prescott plus two ten comeback player of the year. I think mm-hmm. that's a pretty simple, straightforward bet. Um, the guy was throwing for like 500 yards a game last year, four tutties. It, it, the guy was, uh, he was um, on an unbelievable pace and then his ankle got shattered and twisted off of his leg altogether. And he's been out and rehabbing ever since. Now he's currently yeah. dealing with a little bit of a baseball injury with thrower's shoulder and on light duty throwing and all that. And ankle seems to not even really be that much of an issue. So that's encouraging, but at the same time, if he can't throw as a quarterback, it's a bit of a problem. So I'm going to go ahead and put faith in this injury being not that serious for his shoulder, and I'm going to assume he plays all year long and with the weapons of Amari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. It's an easy, easy bet for comeback player of the year, because I mean the only other people here go, he's legitimately going against would be Joe Burrow, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the list here. You also have McCaffrey in there for good odds at plus eight hundred. Then other people that I think legit have a chance, Nick Bosa, but he'd have to come out and light the world on fire. Shred. Yeah. It's this is another one of those things where it's a it's going to be a quarterback driven award um, unless Saquon comes out and rushes for a thousand and catches a thousand. He's not oh. going to get it. it. It's going to be quarterback driven. 
I'll take the better of the two quarterbacks that are there with with Prescott and Burrow, and Prescott plus two ten. I think that's a pretty easy easy bet to cash in on. Yeah, absolutely. I they have plus two ten. That's uh, for Dak. I mean, as long as he's healthy and he just does three quarters of what he did last year. I mean, three half of what he did last year in the in the five games we saw him. It'll it'll be a wrap unless. What like I said, Saquon or Bosa, I think could give a run, but they'd have to come up. And but I guess Burrow could too, but Burrow would have to have a huge, huge, huge season just to, yeah, just to get the look. He's going to be compared to Dak. All their stats are going to be compared. So, yep. It, I don't see Burrow beating Dak in pretty much any category. So, if you're going by that, it, it, Dak would be the bet to make. Yeah, absolutely, and that's I I, I love that. I mean, Joe, you you chalked up two good ones, and they're both at plus. I mean, my shoot, my chalk bet was minus 200. I mean, you got two at plus three and plus 200. I mean, Joe was giving you guys literally a free $500 if you just, just take the, the, I mean, if if you check our stat record, guys, we, we we made a good bit of money on our college bets last year at the end of this year and a lot of the NFL bets too. I mean, we, we made a lot of good calls and our super bets of the week, I think, I think we ended up like eight and three. I mean, we, we did pretty well with it. Um, so just Take this for what it's worth. Also, just I just rechecked the Bengals schedule because I do feel very confident. Really, they have to steal one conference or one uh one division game. If they steal one division game, they're probably right at seven wins. Um, and I, that's without stealing another game against another mediocre thing. So I, I, I think they could, could do that. They, they could easily take one from the the Steelers, who I don't think are going to be very good. Um, mm-hmm. You take one from the Steelers. I don't see them taking one from either Cleveland or Baltimore. Those are going to be hard teams to beat. Defense is very. The Ravens defense just punished the Bengals last year. And again, I think the Browns are, it, it's weird to say, but I think the Browns are maybe they're, they're, they're the fucking team this year. That That's, that's a, a fucking, the road might go through Cleveland and that's scary. Well, guys, that's a great transition, Joey. Uh, <laughs> stole all my thunder because my last bet is the Browns are plus 150 and the favorite to win their division so i am going to throw a hundred dollars on that that's to win the division guys i don't have it in the book uh for whatever reason they don't have it laid out this way the guy that i typically go through but if you had it and you had a hundred dollars you want to put one on i think the road to the afc goes to cleveland and i know it's funny because joey literally just said it but <laughs> my my hot bet is it's i i cleveland is the team this year um i think they got i think I think this is their shot. I think it's a shot for a lot of the guys. Jarvis, Odell, these guys that have been – they're superstars. Don't get me wrong. They're great. But they, they they need – all of them need something. And Baker has his own demons that has been following him since his high school days. And um, it's time, man. I, I'm a big Stefanski guy. Chubb's a stud. Uh, I, I love Kareem Hunt. If, if something does happen to Chubb, even if something doesn't happen to Chubb, I still love Kareem Hunt. I love that offense. They bolster the defense. That young defense is – if they can stay healthy, their cornerbacks seem to always get hurt. But those cornerbacks are young studs, guys, with Greedy Williams, freaking uh, um, uh, man, uh, Denzel Ward, and then there's somebody else there. And then they signed the safety too. I mean, that's I, I, sorry, I'm blanking on the names. I'm not yeah, a they signed, fan, uh, guys, but I, signed John Johnson from the Rams. John Johnson from the Rams. That's what it was. I apologize, John Johnson from the Rams. Hey, guys, it's, it's Cleveland's time to shine. Um, that's those are my three bets. Bengals over six and a half at minus one hundred five. 
Uh, it's the Bengals, or the, I'm sorry, the Browns at plus 150 to win the division. And um, uh, first one is the Buccaneers at minus 190 to win their division. The, the one I, I, I know Joey said three. This one stuck to me, though, even though it's a little bit out there because he's the fourth favorite. But Josh Allen, guys, at plus 800 to win the MVP this year. I'm just telling you right now that the Bills are coming. They're going to keep coming. They're they were very young last year, and they look very good. They were this close to knocking off. Was it Baltimore? Is that who? Or was it? No, they knocked it was off the Chiefs. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, they did knock. I'm sorry, they did knock off Baltimore. It was the Chiefs? Sorry, guys, it all runs together. They were this close to knocking off the Chiefs, and it's and you could tell it was young, scared, not knowing what to do in the playoffs yet. That's really what it was to cost them. But Josh Allen's the real deal. He got his money. He's going to be a stud. Um, and plus eight hundred, I think he's the fourth favorite. Obviously, you got Mahomes. It goes Mahomes, Rodgers, and then there's someone else right in between there. I can't think of who it is. But uh, Josh Allen, I think, is the fourth in my book at plus 800, guys. Maybe a nice 50 to $100 bet, something I'll throw on. It's, that's what, a sneaky one. I know it was four, but sneaky. Sneaky, what's, sneaky. What's on my book right now is Josh Allen at three, and he's plus 1,200 to win the MVP. Wow. So that's even better. I've, I've bet on him last year when he started to go on a little tear to start, and I was like, oh, man, this is, I'm loving this. And he was actually the favorite at one point towards the end of the year. And yeah, obviously mm-hmm. didn't end up getting it, but that was I, I love that bet. I do love that bet. Yep. All right. So, so go ahead, line, Joey. Wrap take us home, Bob. Yeah. Buddy. My uh final one here, looking at DraftKings sports book. I'm looking at the what is it, the season, the season specials tab on the NFL. And this is for the lowest scoring team of the year. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Houston Texans at plus 400 because I want you to close your eyes real quick and do a, let's do a quick little, quick little game here. Name closing my eyes. Go ahead. I'm ready, baby. Name the number two receiver on the Houston Texans. Oh man. I, I name a name, any receiver on the Texans besides Brandon cooks. I wasn't even gonna name him. There's and, uh, yeah, and, uh, one and guy with the, with the yeah, DD, uh, not DD Westbrook, but who's next? The other guys, uh, CC. There's some guy that's got a double name there. Little guy, fast as heck. Always, always plays every year because Will Fuller can never stay healthy. And it's I'm thinking he's probably number two, but I couldn't tell you. I don't even know who the hell the running back is. Uh, there. Okay, yep, yeah. Who's the running back? Who's the quarterback? Sean Watson for now. Mm, I, I, he's not gonna play. <sighs> They're going to start Tyrod Taylor, I think it is. Oh, yeah. Are they the favorites? Yeah, they're the favorites in this. They're plus 400. Um, I think they are going to be the worst team in football. So you could also bet that one. The fewest wins is on here, plus 250 is the Texans. But I think they're not going to score many points. They don't. They have a, a quarterback that was from Stanford who's not terrible. He was the number one kid coming out of high school um, in Davis Mills. But he's, he's probably not going to start. They have Tyrod the tool man Taylor who brought me a fantasy championship one time. So I love him to death for that, but he's not your guy. You want running your, running your offense or running your team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the the new head coach and what's his name? David Cully. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to be anything special. Um, I mm-hmm. think it's just a, it's a bad situation. You had a, a bottom five defense last year. You lose JJ Watt. You lose a couple of other players. Now you lose Deshaun Watson. Your team's been in the national media all offseason because of what's going on with your quarterback and getting massages and stuff jammed up his booty <laughs> hole and 
it just <laughs> I don't see this team. I think they got Philip Lindsay at running back and David Johnson at running back, who Philip Lindsay I've never been that big of a fan of. And David Johnson, I think maybe at this point in time, if I were to train for two weeks' time, I could probably run a 40-yard dash faster than David Johnson. So Dude, I don't what a fall he's had, man. I don't oh like God. anybody on this offense to do anything this year. You don't like Mark Ingram and Rex Burkhead? Ah, is Mark Come Ingram on, still – is he even going to play? He's the number two. He's the number two over, your, over David Johnson. Ah. Also, before I forget, who I was talking about was Kiki QT. I okay. knew it was a double name. I just <laughs> couldn't – I never got the I, K. I know they had Isaiah Coulter, which was a receiver from Rhode Island last year, who I loved him as a, a prospect. And I know they just cut him. But Unless I, I, I don't was, see him on here. Chris Conley that, is the two, by the way. Chris Conley is the two. And, and, and Anthony Miller is there now, too. So, I – Oof. Yeah, oof. 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 Super For the oof. Texans. Now, I love Brevin Jordan, but he's not going to do anything until they get some offensive line and they get a quarterback. This is, this is mm-hmm. That whole situation right now is just a dumpster fire. Wouldn't be surprised if they don't win a game all year that's going to be the lowest scoring team in the league. And if you're getting them at plus 400, you got to hop on that. Yeah. I might have Joey place that bet for me. Cause who down here in South Carolina, I cannot. If you're looking at the other options here, you have the Detroit lions who, okay, I get it. Dan Campbell, I think is a joke of a head coach. Jared Goff is a very overrated. Uh, he probably actually properly rated at this point, but he was overrated quarterback, but they have talent there. They have Deandre Swift. They have, um, Rashad Perryman, they have Amon Ross, St. Brown, they have TJ Hawkinson. They're going to score points. There's not going to be much of an issue there. Then you have the New mm-hmm. York Jets. I've mentioned their talent when I was just talking about rookie of the year. They have talent there. Then you have the Jaguars. They have some talent there. They have they're going to have a fast-paced offense. They're going to score points as well. Then I think you may have a decent chance here with the Bears offense at plus 1,200. That's number five here. And then Anything besides that, I, I I don't see maybe the Giants plus 1,400. Bengals are, are on here at plus 1,400. But they're going to score points, I think. They're going to be moving. The, they're going to have to throw. They're going to be moving the ball. I don't know. I don't see anybody scoring less points than the Texans this year. I think those. I think my three bets, you can just set them, set them and forget them and then cash the money at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100% make all the money you guys want. That's 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 why we do part of this is to try and help you guys because we do we, we stack ourselves every year. We our whole goal is to end in the green and not just in the green, but way up in the green. And it's uh, NFL season whooped me at the end of last year. Uh, college helped me a little bit to get out of it, but I mean it's it's tough, guys. And these bets that we're giving you, I mean this is preseason stuff, and this is I, I couldn't I couldn't find one flaw with any of Joey's bets. Um, the Bengals, like I said, I probably have to steal a division game to, to smash to hit my bet. The Josh Allen is just him doing what he did the first six weeks, just not having that bad. I think it was like a three or four week gap where he kind of the touchdowns kind of stopped. If those touchdowns don't stop, guys, he's Joey probably cashed in his check on MVP last year. And if you're getting him at three right now, especially anywhere from eight to twelve hundred, I think you said. Well, yeah, he gets a really good one. Yeah, and I think. I think an easy hundred dollars, and if you want to put more on it, is is the is the Bucks minus one ninety guys. That division is the Falcons and Panthers won't be close, and the Saints don't. They really don't have a quarterback, guys. So it's it's really it's the Bucks. I, I can't believe it's only minus one ninety. To be honest with you, that's that's 
you said minus two hundred. That's really low for yeah. a real heavy favorite. One I was looking at was for the Bucks as well, and it was over under for their season win total, which was twelve. I think they go over mm. twelve. They're I think they're a 13, 14 win team, especially with the extra game. I think I, I yeah. like the over with the sixteen game schedule. So now you're getting an extra game. I, I think the, I love the over for that, but that was only not only that was only uh, minus one twelve or something like that when I looked at it, which still is not bad. Wow! But yeah. when I was doing it, I like know. I said, I wanted to look at stuff where I was getting it was plus money and uh, uh, pretty overwhelmingly favored for the plus money. I, I think that's hard to pass up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. No, I I agree hundred percent, and I hope you guys loved loved these lists i hope you guys use them I, a lot of drafts are finally starting uh i don't know if you've had any drafts yet i have not I, we we got our first one this week uh very excited for it um guys you know it, it, this is the best time of the year i know a lot of people you know it, cold's coming starting to get darker earlier but football season's the best if you're look guys if you're if you're out there and you're going through seasonal depression like uh, our goat commissions that we got in our league just get help man we're we're here for you all right I know you know I'm talking about you, Zach. Just smile more, guys. Life's too short. Football's too much fun. Fantasy is meant for you guys to love each other. And it's meant to talk shit, do dirty tricks, try and, try and whoop your buddy with a bad trade, and, and enjoy it. Don't take it any more than that. And if you bet and gamble, know when to stop. Because guess what? It'll take your money faster than anything else. But if you follow our tips, there's a good chance you can actually end up pretty much in the green. So, um, Joey, uh, obviously, dude, thanks for getting, thanks for doing this podcast. You're the man. You run it. It's your show. I appreciate you letting me come on every time. I'm looking forward to it, man. Hopefully, now I, I relocated guys since the last time. Uh, I, I relocated down here in Charleston, South Carolina. So hopefully, we can do this every week, man. We we'll chalk out time, and we'll, you know, I I've, I've always got an hour to catch up with my buddy Joey. Yeah, so I that, mean, that's, just talking that's gonna sports be the makes plan. better. That's going to be the plan. Get at least one one episode a week whether we're going to touch on uh, getting some bets in, touch on what happened in the NFL this week, touch on trade targets for fantasy. It, 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 we're going to – it's we need to get into a groove of once a week. It shouldn't be that hard just to knock out an hour and a half uh, of our time to just to, to bullshit and talk sports, which is all we're doing via text anyway. Uh, it's just Now we're just doing it and recording it and sharing it with all the other imbeciles that want to listen to us. So <laughs> – Absolutely. I appreciate the time, of course, and I'll be talking to you. I'm sure in the t group text here in a little bit. And oh yeah, golden shovels, uh, gold shovels galore, baby. And then, uh, oh yeah, you and uh, your new foe, Jerry, uh, Jerry Coleman, Jerry Coleman. Yeah, I tell you what. Last last thing really grinds my gears. If you're if you're somewhat famous, guys, or you're locally famous. And you're gonna call somebody out in the direct message instead of calling them out on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or something. And then you you talk all this shit and then you don't have the balls to keep going. You just block me. Don't be a pussy. Look, Jerry, I just want to talk to you. Okay. And if you happen to somehow hear this, I'll see you Monday, August 23rd at six o'clock on live on Baltimore because I'm gonna call your ass until you answer me. Because we're gonna figure this out one way or the other. All right. Anyway, Joey. Always, you are the man. I appreciate you, dude. It's 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 always my pleasure, and I can't wait till next week, brother. All right, everybody, you heard it here. Hot taking ain't easy, and Jerry, don't be a pussy. My man, Zebo out. See you, fellas.
Thank you.